check, check, check. It's your boy DJ Hen. You now tuned into that chit chat live. Where all we do is small talk. I got my girl Chelsea and Leah B, and they're about to get into that real grown folks talk. So kids, do me a favor. Do your homework, brush your teeth, and go to bed. We ain't finna play with you right now. Oh my God. Oh my God. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Chit Chat, where all we do is small talk. I'm Chelsea Collins. And I'm Leah B. We are so glad to have you guys tuned in tonight. And this episode of the Chit Chat Live is sponsored by Joseph Insurance Group, a black family-owned business that offers health, life, home, and auto insurance with three locations in Sunrise, Miramar, Florida, and Atlanta, Georgia. Call 954-367-6005 and mention the word chit chat to receive a free quote. And if you would like your business, products, or services featured on the show, email us at thechitchatlive at yahoo.com. Oh, uh, thank you. That was all of that money I paid for journalism school. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, before we get into how our week was, we want to tell everybody who is watching on our personal or the Chit Chat Live social media pages that if you want the full effect of the show, you want to see the extra graphics that we added in the videos and stuff, make sure you click the link in the Chit Chat bio to watch us live on YouTube, or you can go to YouTube.com and search the Chit Chat Live so that you can watch us live on YouTube. Also, share us out, okay? Because this show about to be lit. Tell your friends, tell all their friends, like and share. So, what you been up to? How was your week? What's going on? Oh, work as always. Um, I did go to the beach on Sunday. Um, that was cool until it started raining, but it was a nice day. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some the you know the Margaritaville has the surfing thing. Yes. So they had like a competition out there for like a thousand dollars. What? For grown people or yes, kids? Yes, grown people. Girl, you should have called me because I would have went. The funniest thing I've ever Somebody seen. Somebody got a thousand dollars? I didn't stay long enough, but <laughs> I laughed hard enough. Like, it was hilarious. One dude lost his pants. It was crazy. It was crazy. But I had a good time, though. I've it was taken nice. my nephews to do that. And then I want to try it, but I'm afraid that I won't be able to get up the next day. I think you had to stay on for like two minutes too that's a long time yeah that is a long time yeah you gotta so. have a strong core to super to get strong that super strong so that's that you. was good and i have just like, been chilling i feel like florida people don't go to the beach that often so. first time i've been since easter wow i have not been to the beach since easter well this is the time of year to to go if you are gonna go because yeah. it's not too hot it's, it's perfect. a little windy it just there. rains all the time but whatever. very very true well i did a little bit of art it's basil Yes, I, okay. I, you know, I ain't want y'all to clown me. So I did a little bit of art battling, mm-hmm. and I went to the Jack Daniels party. Um, it was an outside event. It was the first time. So I wore heels and a dress, thinking it was like a lounge type of thing. Everybody had on sneakers. Casual. Very, very casual. I hate when that happens. So That's I was out there me. looking like a fool, walking around <laughs> in my <Fancy>. heels. <laughs> And I was like, dang, I just came out here and did <laughs> sneakers. I do that all the time. But it was a good vibe. I felt like it was an event that Issa put on from Insecure. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was just like music. Yeah. It was art. Um, it was cool. It was great to see just like all 
different aspects of beautiful black people out yeah. there. Um, so yeah, it was cool. I didn't, you know, it was very chill, kicked back. But yeah, that was that yeah. was it. Well, enough about us. We actually have a guest today, and it's a guy. It's like, a guy. So y'all can't say that we are bashing men because we got a man, a man here to help back y'all up. So a grown man. We have <laughs> Bishop G. Emerson Scott. He is a Houston, Texas native who began preaching at the age of 15 and now leads one of the largest congregations in Fort Lauderdale. Say hello. Say hello to the people. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> so if you guys are streaming on Instagram or Facebook, you can't see him. You have to go on um, YouTube and watch us live if you right. want to see him. But hopefully you guys can hear him if you're watching live. So we got a little game. Okay. We got a game we, we do. play in. Oh. And we made it To make you comfortable, we're going to loosen like, you up a little it's bit. It's called Hallelujah <laughs> or I Fooled You. <laughs> okay. So we got, we're going to give you some quote-unquote Bible verses. Mm. And if it's something that is from the Bible, mm -hmm. you're going to say Hallelujah. Mm. And no. if it's something you think that ain't from the Bible, you're mm. going to say I fooled you. I fooled you. Okay, so Leah, you gonna you take ready? the lead? No, okay. I'm not ready. <laughs> you not ready? No, I'm not oh, ready. you gotta be ready. And the men that's listening probably gonna feel like mm, you didn't help them out. Okay, listen, <laughs> of now, all you the, the men bishop, you put now, a preacher you should, on, you know these things now. Okay, <laughs> right. is anyone among you in trouble? Hallelujah, or I fooled you? Well, depending on what version you read, Hallelujah. Absolutely right. He knows his Bible so far. <laughs> One down. Oh, if you want to go. Okay. Hmm. Bad company corrupts good character. Well, Proverbs says it a different way, but again, depending on version, hallelujah. Okay, you've been doing your thing. Check you off. Okay. Um, God loves fools and idiots. <laughs> I fooled you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, God helps those who help themselves. That's uh, I fooled you. Are you reading my note? Let me pull <laughs> up my book. No. Okay, the devil made me do it. Yeah, well, I fooled you. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Okay, the fool has said in his heart that God does not punish him. Uh, that'll be a hallelujah. I'm done. You, he got them all right? He getting them right. Oh, okay. I thought we was going to trick you just a little okay, bit. Well, we, I'll, we, I'll answer one wrong. We no, no, no. You do it yourself. Okay. <laughs> I have the right to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Hallelujah. All right. Amen. You must know your Corinthians, huh? <laughs> you know yours. It actually means not all things are And God won't give you more than you can handle. Yeah, well, they say that. They? That's what they say. Who is they? <laughs> That's what they say. So is it a They say hallelujah? a different way. They say he won't put more on you than you can bear. That's mm -hmm. what they say. Mm. So is that a hallelujah? Oh, no. Somebody get one wrong for you. Which one? You no, <laughs> no, no, no. You got to do it, you know. Is it a hallelujah or I fooled you. <laughs> Was that the last one? He got it. He got he. You got him all right. So that knows his Bible. That's why you must be a bishop. Oh, right. I don't know about that, but okay. So we. What's the difference between like a bishop and a pastor? Well, um, a bishop is still a pastor, but he, unlike a pastor, pastor oversee a congregation. A bishop oversee other pastors. 
So that means you really so you know, know your Bible. See, you, you the, okay. I have sons and daughters, as we call them, okay. uh, who are pastors across the country. Okay. So um, you you pastor people in different, well, you, you're the bishop over people in different churches or just your yes, church? different churches. Oh. So I'm the senior pastor of, of St. Ruth here, but I am the chief apostle or bishop for the pastors that I cover in different cities and states. Okay. And they're about... There are about 22 that are part of our, our network. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we were reading over your bi- your bio, and it said that you started preaching at 15. Yeah, well, I actually confessed my calling at 14, but my daddy made me wait until I was 15 before See, I preached my first smart. sermon. So um, it was at 15 um, that I actually preached the first sermon, but 14 when I actually confessed my call. Okay. Nice. So all these years of preaching and have you what has been like your biggest accomplishment? I don't know that I've I don't know if I've made that one yet. Mm. Out of all these years. Okay. I've done a lot of things. I've had a lot of success and some failures. Uh so I'm not sure that I've 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 reached the greatest thing yet. Makes sense. All right. And what has been like your biggest struggle? Well, prior to this portion of my life, (laughs) I think the greatest struggle for me was the insecurity and or the jealousy among others who would be your peers. Mm -hmm. Um, You would think, being of the same fraternity, that we would have the same mind, same heart, same drive, same goal, Uh, but some people uh, live for the aggrandizement of their own name. They got to be the big one. So jealousy and insecurity is. You feel like it's always like that in churches. Yeah, Uh, I I can see that. I I can say it doesn't matter what your intentions are. You your intentions can't answer for the insecurity of another person's heart. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, Yeah. I I see that with the women in church. Like, who Mm. got the best hats and who? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, no, I I I can see that. So that's been my greatest challenge. Um, When you're a good friend, or you try to be a good friend to others that uh, they're not in turn a good friend to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we on this show focus on relationships. Yeah, I know. And um, we want to know, like, normally when people are getting married or they are married, they go to their pastor or their bishop for advice. So throughout your years, what has been, like, the biggest question uh, or concern within premarital uh, couples or current marital couples? Well, the, the the largest issue coming in is always having to adjust to sharing the life with someone, especially those who've had an opportunity to live life single and then having to live life making the adjustments for another person. Um, that's been one of the great challenges because then there's this sense of nobody's going to control me Right. I want to do what I want to do kind of thing mm-hmm. and answer to no one. That's mm-hmm. my problem. Um, <laughs> that is my problem. That's, that's probably one of the, one of the greatest fights mm-hmm. um, where people are having to really give up themselves, uh, as you would say, in order to become one with someone else. Yeah, that's hard, though. It is. It, it's a lifetime, though. You have to learn it. If you understand it going in, then you got the rest of your life to live it. But it is a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. hard to open yourself up completely. 
Just yeah. be like totally vulnerable. Uh, and then when you've lived alone and you've done so much on your own. It's hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard to make that adjustment sometimes. It is. So what is something you think, um, like maybe somebody who is single and wanting uh, a mate or marriage that they can do to prepare for that type of change in their life? I, you know, honestly, I think the greatest changes are always going to be mental. They're always going to be in the mind, mm-hmm. um, primarily because when you choose to enter into a relationship with somebody, you have to be more mentally prepared than emotionally and physically prepared. And the reason I say that is we spend a lot of time looking for the perfect person, that person that's just right for us. Mm-hmm. And we all say there's somebody for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth of the matter is when you enter into a relationship with someone, you have to be willing to accept them for who they are. And um, that's probably the most difficult piece because we feel like we experience that ha-ha moment when we see who they really are after several months or maybe even a year of mm-hmm. dating that person. And uh, I, I, I think one of the challenges is uh, being honest in your resume uh, on the onset. When I meet you, let me give you my real resume. Mm. Yeah. So do you see, <laughs> most of the time when people come to you, is it while they're married and going through issues or is it before they even get married and are like single and like wondering how they can meet somebody? Cause everybody's talking about Sierra's prayer. Now I don't know what the prayer said mm-hmm. or who they was praying to, but it's a lot, especially of women of color are just, they want, don't think that they're going to meet somebody. I want Jeff Bezos prayer. Who is that? The richest guy in the world. <laughs> One of them. I want his prayer. You know, it's not an, a difficult piece in terms of meeting people. Statistically, they say there are more, more women in the earth than there are men. Um, not every woman wants to be married. Who? Um, because I ain't meet one yet. I, I come across a lot of women who are satisfied being single as long as they have someone that uh, perhaps they can have as companion. So they still want a mate. Yeah. So whether th- whether they want to be married or not, they still want a mate. But mm-hmm. just based off of numbers now, mm-hmm. especially women of color who might only be seeking a man of color, numbers ain't it. Ma- it ain't mathing. Sorry, mm-hmm. it ain't no. making sense. The no. math is not mathing. No, it's not. And so you know, it's to the disadvantage, but uh, of the female. But yeah. when you consider the present climate. I think a lot of it is cultural because here, unlike Texas, you find a lot of mixed relationships, far so. more than you find in, say, Georgia, you know, in southern parts, small cities. But when you get into places like this is a melting pot, uh, D.C. is a melting pot, New York is a melting pot, then the diversity in relationship with male and woman and race is different. So their numbers are different when it comes to relationship. So with your congregation here, is it majority African-American? The majority, yes. Okay, and what about the other congregations that you've been? 1%. African-American? Caucasian. Oh, okay. At the the church you're at now. Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) So you're single. Yes. Okay. Do you want to be married or? I do. And I just really came to this conclusion probably three months ago oh. uh, because I, had, I said to myself and to everybody I knew, 
<laughs> I ain't getting married. I've been married before. Okay. And I said, I'm not getting married again. But um, why, why, why do you feel that you didn't want to get married before you say why, you know? Well, because I, I, you know, I went through some things. Okay. In my previous marriage. Um, I've actually, so let me say, I've been married to my children's mother for 27 years. Okay. Uh, and then we ended up getting a divorce probably 2007. Okay. And then I got married again in 2011. Okay. And it was the worst thing I ever experienced. Okay. And um, so after that, I said that I ain't doing this no more. Not at all. So I, I, was, I was content. I was living a life that um, I had not lived. Remember, I started preaching at 15, right? 14, 15. Mm-hmm. I started pastoring at 19. So I never, I, I mean, I came out of high school. Never married. lived a single life. Yeah, I came much. out of high school yeah. getting married. And so all of my life I was married. And then when I experienced being single, I thought, this is the life. <laughs> but Okay, but how do you, how are you enjoying the single life being a pastor or a bishop? Yeah, a bishop. Well, being single is already hard. Being a pastor and single or even a bishop and being single is even harder. Um, because, um, let me say it this way, when you reach a certain point in life, uh, there are certain things you grow out of. And when you grow out of certain things, you narrow even more the possibility and the potential of relationship because there's some things you just don't want to entertain. There's some things you you can't entertain. And the places you go to meet people are even slimmer. Um, without you being crucified, judged, feathered, and tarred, and tucked under somebody's grave six feet. Right. So it's slim, um, but uh, it's doable. But you didn't tell me how you do it. How? Uh, well, <laughs> okay, so let me... Let me so I just let, need to know. Okay, what I'm trying to say without saying, like, no, but just you, you know, you know, sex is important, yeah. you know, things like that. So how do you manage those things while being a bishop well so so this is like chit chat but it's real talk right <laughs> yeah real, it's real talk, talk. Okay. Real talk. So, so here's the real talk okay um when i first um went through divorce from my children's mother okay uh, and that was um not a choice of mine right uh, i was traveling she thought she fell in love with a high school classmate and you know, wanted a divorce, I gave it to gotcha. her. I got married a second time, and in that four-year stretch between meeting her, and I met the person that married her in one year. Um, in that time, you know, I was, uh, mm, how can I say, not practicing uh, some of the things I should practice, so right? he was getting it Abstinent. in. Yeah, he was getting yeah, it in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So, since you want to put it that I mean, way. but you, you know, you're a pastor, yeah. but you're No, human. but I'm, I'm keeping it human. real. Right. Yeah. Bishop. Right. Excuse so, me. So, um, but in that, I discovered, in that, which is going to bring me to now, in that I discovered there are some things you just, you can't do. Um, because I found that while I wasn't necessarily seeking anything permanent at that point Mm -hmm. anyone I talked to saw me as potential Mm. they saw my car they saw my clothes they saw my house so you was a cash cow baby absolutely I I, know you know first they introduced the mama you know kind of stuff yeah uh, so that was one of my questions for him Yeah, yeah so so for me it was like I had to learn to really back up and then what you run in the risk you run the risk of 
and, and I'm going to say this now, so if your audience is listening, pray for the preacher. <laughs> um, you run the risk of looking like a whore. Yeah. Because when you are, you're, you want companionship, you're not trying to marry the first person you see or every person you see. Right. Then when people date with their emotions and their feelings involved, they have expectations that you didn't set. But the expectations they have, they become disappointed when things don't pan out the way they want it. And then you become the worst person in the world. Mm-hmm. And I got tired of that criticism and that kind of judgment. So then I had to grow up and realize that I couldn't, uh, it wasn't something I could continue to do. That then set my heart for, um, let me marry. Mm-hmm. And that's when I married the second time. And I married someone I had known for a number of years, but actually didn't really know them. We knew each other in passing. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, you know, that was going to be it. This is it for me. I'm done, Jack. This is this is going to rock the world. And it rocked mine, you know. So <laughs> I have a question. Sure. Like, how soon did you know that you wanted to marry? Like, how long does it take for a man to know that he wants to be with a woman? The truth? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mature. Now, we're, we're talking about the difference between a mature man mm-hmm. and one who's not mature. Okay, one a mature, mature man. Okay, for a mature man, it doesn't take him long at all. He doesn't need two years, three years. He doesn't need a full year to know if that's what he wants. It takes, I believe, four or four seasons to know a person, honestly. Right. Um, you, but, so you say it takes one year to know a person. Four yeah, seasons, I, no, baby. I'm, I'm saying that it doesn't take that long to know if this is the person you want to be with. Oh, but okay. it does take four seasons at least to know the person. Because mm-hmm. okay. you're not the same person in the winter that you are in the summer, the spring or the fall. That You go through changes, and so you give yourself four seasons to know a person. But I'll know, I, I don't, I, myself, mm-hmm. I don't need five dates to know if this is where I want to be. Really? Mm-mm. No. For marriage or for a relationship? Oh, see, so, you know, I date with the intention to marry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. So I'm not. See, a I'm lot not, of people don't do yeah. that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to go from person to person to person. Yeah. Um, you know, I, my intention is, is this the one? I, I walk through the door with that being my thought. Yeah. You know, and so I'm looking for all of the things. But men is not like you. I said the difference between mature men. Even mature, not mature, <laughs> just. Well, I mean, if they're not in the, falling in that category, I guess you would say that they're not mature. Um, you know, being mature has nothing to do with age. Right. It has everything mentality. to do with yeah, mentality. And mentality is many times shaped by experiences. So they have to have had the experience to help shape who they are. And if they are shaped by these experiences, then they know what they don't want and they know what they do want. They don't, it don't take Five years to know if you're the one. It don't take two years to know if you're the one. No, no, don't take that. Um, I think a lot of now um, with the with um, the new generation and men, they're afraid to get married. Have you seen that or mentored any men through the fear of of marriage? Most of the ones I encounter, it's not the fear of marriage. It's the fear of what they give up. And what you th- what do they think that they're giving up? Now, come on now. This is the real talk show. <laughs> it's the real talk yeah, show. Give the, us the real, the real yeah. talk. They're not afraid of having that main woman. They're not afraid of having a queen. 
They're not afraid of marrying. They're afraid of what they cannot have. They're afraid of what they lose. So you think they're afraid of losing other women freedom. or finances? No, it's not the money. It's the freedom. The freedom. It's, it's, the, it's the ability to pick and choose. It's, you, you understand what I'm saying? Right. So why do you think women are so much more... I guess ready to give up their freedom than well, a man nurturous. is. We're, well, you, you tell me yeah. why. We're, I mean, that's <laughs> women you are tell we're me natural why. born nurturers. We're mothers. We're you know what I'm saying that's what that's how we're built. So, what would you say to a woman who says, "Okay, I've been dating, or I have a child, and my boyfriend hasn't proposed, and it's been two years, three years"? What What would your advice be? Well, I mean, well. Let me say it this way before we say advice. You know, why does he need to do anything different if he already has everything? So he's saying, why give up? If you what to say, if you give up the cow, he don't need why the Why buy milk. the farm? Uh, what a, what a <laughs> cow? How it goes? How it go? If you get the cow, why you buy the farm the or something? If you already you got, got the milk. milk. Yeah, if you got the why, why, why buy the cow? The cow? There you there go. You go. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> yeah, why do any more? Okay. You know, um, I'm already here in the mind of a man. I'm already doing everything. You know, if he's paying bills, let's say he's paying bills, I'm paying bills, I'm doing this, I'm on daddy daycare, I'm doing all the stuff I need to do. Why do I need to do something else? So what should the woman's next step be? Like, what should she do? You tell me. Because well, I'm trying to figure out from a man's <laughs> point of view, because women, I feel like women expect, and I keep I hate to keep going back to this, but especially in black households, a lot of times you don't have that relationship with a father or you're you're not very connected to a male figure. Mm -hmm. So then we're constantly talking to our women friends, our women aunts, our mom, mm -hmm. and we're always getting that emotional advice. Uh, advice. Yeah. And we don't have that man's point of view because all all the women in your life yeah. are telling you the same thing. So I want you Give to him be an that ultimatum, voice girl. Of you, know, you know how it is. Ultimatums are not going to change the mind of a man. No, clearly. And that um, I do know. Uh, even if he tells you he ain't changing his mind and you leave, he'll come back for you because he will ultimately acknowledge the value that you are to him. But is it going to make him change his mind? Not all the time. Um, you can't tell a woman, well, if I were you, I wouldn't stay because you don't know the attachment but we she do. has. Right. We do do that. But, but many times, just because you value I something never tell else. anybody to leave their man. It's something else you value in the relationship. Mm -hmm. It ain't just the man. Especially you mentioned if there's a baby involved. You value certain things. And the, as you mentioned, the nurturer that women are, mm -hmm. they, would, they would much rather have that, have that picture perfect, even if it ain't perfect, um, of a father in the life of the child, so on and so forth. So it's the values you have mm -hmm. that you put in. And I think those values shape or uh, make up behaviors those behaviors are the reasons you do and or don't do the things you do, as in not having a father, not having a good father uh, relationship. All of those things matter, and they all shape the values of women and why they make the choices they make. So I have a comment here. Uh, hey, Jada. Um, she said her next step should be her first step. Take the expectation out of it. You have to be everything he can't live without for him to stay. Mm -hmm. And even if you are everything he can't live without, nothing says he still makes this the smart or wise <laughs> choice. So what do you what? I don't know. I don't. One thing about me, I don't give no advice. Right. 
So, so that's why when she asked me for don't what advice me. did you give, you know, I say I the choices know. we make are based on the values that we have. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. And that shapes everything for life for us. Yeah, yeah, Amanda says she's seen people stay together for eight plus years. They break up, and as soon as they break up, he marries somebody else. Absolutely. So then marriage to that person was never the issue. <laughs> it wasn't a matter of issue. They weren't afraid of marriage. All right, so we Just are going to... didn't want to marry them. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to put a pause right here and go into our black business break for the week and for this week's black business break we are featuring the cameraman who is currently offering a $50 holiday shoot which includes a 30-minute session unlimited poses one location if you are interested uh, go to the cameraman which is the t-h-e camera c-a-m-e-r-a man m-a N N and send him a DM and mention uh, oh M A N N underscore and mention the word chit chat so that you can retrieve your offer. Now, if you are interested in having your business product or service featured on the chit chat live, please send us a DM at the chit chat live at gmail oh no sorry the chit chat live at yahoo.com i gotta get my sponsor voice like you i'm telling you you are so professional a lot of a lot of uh college payment for this voice (laughs) he does really great pictures though they they look yeah they they are great so you can't beat it fifty dollars a holiday shoot yeah, yeah, you can't beat sure. it. It's almost it's almost the holidays, so make sure you um, hurry up and book them. All right, so we are about to go into our trending topics. Um, so former NFL player and current Jackson State head coach Deion Sanders invited model Brittany Renner to put his team on game on the type of women to avoid. Uh, we're going to play a quick video so you can watch it. Bundle of Britney on Instagram. Yeah. I have been on social media for almost... Joke ain't took notes all year, but now you want to And that's how the game starts, with the phone. Right. They go on Instagram, and they see you. And what happens? They try to get off in them DMs. And kind of take us on a journey of how this is played out. I mean, 
honey, like, I feel like my DMs, it's like a Nike store. There's nothing but checks. So it's just, for me, I feel okay, like... Hold on, hold on, hold on. They missed that game. <laughs> nothing but blue checks. They missed that game right there. She says like a Nike store. It's like a Nike store. There's nothing but blue checks. So honestly, when you reach a certain status, you can have the pick of the litter. So for me, she, she don't mean checks, paper. She mean <coughs> blue checks. I'm talking heavy Verified. hitters. Some of y'all's favorite rappers, uh, NBA players, football players. It's like, <coughs> to me, once you reach that level just of popularity, the world is your oyster. You can do whatever you want. And for me, my whole journey on here, I felt like my life almost felt like I was in Disney World, like I lived in Disney World. Like you get to skip the line, you get privilege. Like. People just want to be next to you. They don't even see you as human anymore. And you can either, you know, use it to your advantage and maybe abuse it, or you can, you know, try to make something happen. So a lot of guys who are in my DM, you're in my DM because I'm Brittany Renner. So naturally, if you play a sport, it's kind of like, well, that's an incentive to talk to you. A lot of times, women, men in general, everybody wants something. Thank you. Everybody wants it. something. So it's like, even if we both have our own thing, all right, so the video is a little long, and, you know, she's talking to college football players, but I feel like this is a topic that kind of relates to anyone, especially anyone of status or people who have um, maybe a little bit more finances or financial freedom than the average person. So we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but you know, I'm sure there's a lot of women trying to be first lady. Okay. <laughs> so uh -huh. she met him at 18. I think he was like 23. Mm -hmm. And everybody's just assuming that, you know, she She was got 23, her. he was 18. Right. Right. So that was already an issue. And then, you know, basketball player, she's been with a lot of guys in the streets. Drake, like she's been, you know, mm -hmm. she's had like the pick of the litter, like she said. So and she ended up having a baby with him, and supposedly they were claiming that she, he got. That's how all this drama started. Supposedly she was supposed to get two hundred thousand a month in child support. So that's why everybody was like, you know, damn, she came up. Like so, that's how all of this really started. So how do you, and even with being a bishop, how do you know when somebody wants you for you? <laughs> you don't know, right? Well. You have this is part of that four seasons you take people through okay. uh, in meeting them. Um, there are signs. There are signs um, when people are more interested in your possessions than your person, and they're more interested in what comes with you than with you. Um, those are signs, mm -hmm. and um, you know you can feel if you have any sense of discernment knowledge and experience at all you can feel when a person is there for what they can get and when they're there for something else can you really though yeah you at least let me say this one i can now don't you think somebody can be a good actor or actress for a year i mean i don't think that's too hard uh, i don't know if a whole year because I there know. are some there are some, some moments when actors. the real you is going to come out it, it could be in an argument it could be a debate it could be anything that that real you is going to show up at some point Within those that four seasons, them, them four seasons, yeah, that four seasons. So, you're you think as long as the person isn't, I guess, too inquisitive about your finances, that that person can really be for you. Is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, if 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 that person isn't at all ever questioning your finances, they'll appreciate the good that you do, appreciate the kindness. Yeah, but just because you question somebody's finances don't mean you want them for their money. They want to no, make, no. make, no. make Maybe sure she just you wants to debt. make sure you're not in debt. Maybe yeah. she just wants to make sure that... Maybe, but you asked me the question, so I'm just, oh, <laughs> I'm okay. just, I'm just answering. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody who, a man who is maybe well off, would you... Or a woman, do you think that it's best to maybe be with somebody that you met before you got to that specific status? That's not always easy. Mm-mm. I think um, you have to know what you want that person to bring to the table. There are some people who are positioned and they're well off and they get their fulfillment knowing they changed somebody's life. So they don't necessarily need you to come to the table with anything. And then there are those who have made major investment to produce what they have and they don't want anybody to come to the table with them unless they bring that same level of quality of life. It just depends on what that person really needs. So how do you feel? What if what you want somebody to bring their own table or no. you want somebody to just have something to bring to the table? No, I, I think uh if I don't think. Let let me say let me answer you this way. Um I'm capable of taking care of whoever comes into my life. And my preference has always been neither one of my wives had to work. I took pride in taking care of them. They worked when I met them, um, but I preferred them to travel with me when I traveled. So that was only easy if they didn't have to go into somebody's job. And I provided a good life. This stage in my life, the person who would be for me needs to be that person that just enjoys life and knows how to live, helps me live, because my job is serious all the time. So she don't need her own table. She just needs to... No, she needs to be strong. I don't want her to be weak, weak mind or any other way, but she needs to be strong, but but know how to live. And that's that's what's important to me at this stage. So I had gotten... I I was talking to my brother-in-law, and he said, just based off of talking to men mm-hmm. that their biggest fear that he found especially for the new generation of men is that um when they get married the idea of if the marriage doesn't work that the woman could get half of everything that they built so now men are looking for women who are more financially mm-hmm. stable than they are so that way if something if the the marriage ends at least they're not stuck paying alimony well let, let's culturally let let's let's talk for a moment because Culturally, black women are doing better than black women have done in ages past. I'm talking about numerically. Mm-hmm. Um, black women have always done, there have always been strong black women. But you have more independent women making their own money, making good money today than you may have had 50, 60 years ago. Um, men are looking for that. It's out there. The man who's looking for the woman to bring her own money isn't always because uh, he got it. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. he wants it because he, he wants to have it so he can live on it. Right. Um, th- there's a switch. There are more, believe this or not, there are more men looking for security <laughs> than there are women yeah. looking for security. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard what you just said about um, women are making money more now, but mm-hmm. you don't think it has to do with how men are now? Like, I feel like I would be totally scared to just stop everything I'm doing to 
follow my man because I would, like, they drop the ball. You know what I'm saying? And then when they drop the ball and you don't have nothing. So I think that's why a lot of women now make sure that they have everything because when you don't, it just, you know, what happens when the ball is dropped? You know what I'm saying? So so you know what that perpetuates then in the mind of a man, which ultimately builds the ego of a man, is that if this woman got her on and she doesn't need me, then I'm not needed. And Why the, is one, that? I don't and, understand. And one of the things that men thrive on is being needed. But you can't win either way because if you don't do nothing, you lazy. If you do too much... He's insecure because you're doing too much. Well, it's not even that you're lazy. I think now it's you're you're afraid because, like you said, you want a woman who follows you around and you know. I didn't it's, say follow well, not me follows around. you around, but is able. <laughs> no, no, that no, don't no. Sound able right. to travel with you, <laughs> yeah. a woman that's able to travel with you, and it and it changes the dynamic of a family because traditionally it was okay. The woman stays home and maybe cares for the kids in the house and cooks and cleans, but it's like now women are like, okay, now. That's giving too much control to a man. I know I need to have my own source of incomes, my own my own way to make money just in case he cheats or he does decide to leave or, you know, something happens within this marriage. At least I know that I can take care of myself financially. So look at the two words you just used and you put them opposite of each other. The word security versus the word control. If he has the ability to take care of you and you're not having to work, the issue isn't security, which you should con- you should be able to focus in on. Because if you don't have to, he can take care of you. You looked at it the other way. You saw it as he has too much control. Right. So then it's either I can provide you security, which most women want, or you feel like to provide you security is also putting you under no, my no, control. No. I don't. I don't agree with well, that. Well, maybe you don't. I, I'm just saying well, what yeah, she I said. Think what saying. <laughs> women, yeah. I yeah. think men sometimes once they are able to provide that security for a woman in their family, they then are like, okay, I have this type of control because mm. now my wife has spent five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years taking care of this family and making sure that things within this household run good. And maybe that has helped you progress in your career, your kids progress in their lives. And now it's like, okay, she hasn't worked. She has no source of income. She may only have the money that you've been giving her. And now you, you're like, okay, well, you then control what happens she hasn't to her. Been in the I, I think a lot of that has to do, I, I don't think it's generic across the board. I think it, it, it depends on factors, that man, and it depends on that woman. Uh, just for an example, um, I got married. My wife was working at an oil company. Um, I wanted her to travel with me. Mm. I was young in ministry. I was trying to protect myself from women. So it meant much to me. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. So it meant much to me for my wife to travel with me. It wasn't don't work anymore. I'm going to take care of you. It was for me protecting myself in ministry. That was my next question. Yeah. To have my wife with me. So watch this. After a period of time, my mindset was, okay, babe, you have lived so much in my life that you haven't really lived yours. So then let's, what do you want to do? What dream do you have? And then I began to push her in a dream. We've been divorced now since 2007, and she's still living it. She's still walking in, making her own money, because I pushed her into doing her own thing. She had given her life to me. 
And I saw that that wasn't enough. That's why I say it depends on factors. That man, it depends on that man, what kind of man he is and what kind of woman she is. It's not generic across the board. All right, well, we're going to switch gears now and Uh-oh. talk about a new comedy series featuring Megan Good that was released last week. Uh, the show features four single women as they navigate love in a big city, and we're going to watch the trailer. I decided to ask out Shayla. Shayla? That sounds like a stripper name. Like a daytime mm-hmm. stripper name. Mm-hmm. Like, good morning, gentlemen. Enjoy your waffles as you welcome to the fall. Shayla! <laughs> Here in Harlem, being a woman in total control of her life and love. You know, I saw you the other night. That's, that's weird. It's not always easy. Guys, I'm seriously fine. Uh, girl, you know we don't believe you, you right? You sprinkles in your hair. I'm about work, I'm about career, and tomorrow I'm gonna introduce myself to the new department head and make her fall in love with me. Dr. Pruitt, I'm such a fan of your work. I've read all three of your books. Camille Parks. This is really good. Mm-hmm. Can I call you back? That, that's fine, Dr. Pruitt, I'll talk to you later. Sorry. That is definitely Damien. You look so good. Girl, you messed up. Oh, that's right, you two know each other. Only from the entire year that we dated, Mom. I met a guy who really gets me. You deserve a good guy. Why is everything always about men? What about our dreams? What about what we want? I think maybe you should go. You sure? Holy shit. (laughs) I think now's a good time to take a little break, don't you? A strong black woman is resilient, independent, and capable. Let's loosen up. So I have to take back my comments last week that I said about (laughs) Megan Good, because she killed it. All right, so I have my own opinion of this show. I think that the overall, it was it was an entertaining show, but it was giving me girlfriends with Tyler Perry acting vibes. So, oh yeah, the acting was not yeah, the yeah. acting and, was and not the, on point. Some of the the storyline, the storyline is is cute, but some of the some of the script and the writing is just like very. Um, Bland, high generic. school musical, like yes. college playish. Yes. Still, girl. But I told you, Meg, that's Megan Goods. That's her. I told you she has a niche that she's just in. She's in. Yeah. So, Bishop, you said you watched it. Yeah. Right? You did. You liked it. I, I thought it was interesting. But again, it's the same story replayed over and over. over. It's right. girl. Over. It's girls against men. Mm-hmm. You know. But that's not what it was. Yeah. Why does a woman need a man? The the woman's great. But one of the girls, she chased men the whole show. Yeah. The one with the afro. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she chased men the whole entire show. And what did she end up with? (laughs) A bisexual male. (laughs) So So. (laughs) there was a lot of different things um, in this series that we wanted to touch on, but also homosexuality. Mm. So there's been. You know, conversations, you know, in the rap industry with rappers and things of that nature of like they're in every show that you watch, there being, um, I guess, displays of homosexuality. Mm -hmm. So when it goes back to the church, what are what's your message or, you know, the message that you give to your congregation about homosexuality or just raising kids too within this generation? Um and them being exposed. So are you ready for this answer? Listen, yeah, I don't want is... you to get canceled, Bishop, so choose your words wisely, <laughs> no, 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 okay? No, listen. I, because you know I the just, LGBTQ+, plus, know, they, don't, they don't play. I just finished a live before I came in here. Okay. And the statement that I made on that live is, 
You ready for this? The church that we know as we know it really has to die. Really? Yeah. Because the church that we know is too judgmental to offer salvation to people. Amen. You can't offer something to people and then limit who you're going to send it to or give it to. I'm coming to your church. <laughs> so people, this, 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 this generation doesn't dress like the generation before. They don't worship like the generation before. They don't talk. They don't think. They think ministry and industry, whereas the generation before, you had to choose ministry or industry. This generation is blending both, hence your um, Kanye West and, and the like. You, 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 this church will have to die that we know in order for the emerging church to really come forth. And that means that we're going to have to change the way we think about people. Does it mean that I'm, I'm, I'm bi or homosexual? Absolutely not. I am straight. He had to clear it. He had to clear it real quick. We We got that. We got. We know you are straight. We got it. We got it. (laughs) Um, But but the mind of the of the people that we call church really have to change in order for this generation to live. Yeah, I agree, man. Because I have my own religion issues, but I'm not ready for that right now. But <laughs> um, so this show we mentioned it's on for women of color who are navigating being single. So what is your advice for the black women out here trying to find a partner or trying to find marriage? Help us, please. <sighs> I you know it's hard to answer that because the the issues for women of color or any race, they vary. One woman's issue is not the last woman's issue. And so it's kind of hard nah, to... No, I think everybody got the same issue. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah, it ain't. It just ain't enough out no. here. <laughs> it's, it's not, not enough options. It's not enough options. You, you think it's not enough options? You know, part, I, I've done, a, I've done a, um, um, a piece called Daddy's Little Girl. And in that, I talk about the reason some women can't find men, though there are men who are available. Mm-hmm. And it's not that he's not of a certain race, that sometimes you reach a certain age and your dating age group is not your age. Mm-hmm. So then if a young man comes to a woman who's in her late 30s, early 40s, and he's 20s, she's go, oh, little boy, move on. But right. don't realize that that where she is in that stage of her life, this is her dating mm-hmm. range. It doesn't mean that that's who she has to marry, right. but this is her dating range. Do you mind if I ask you your age? Is that rude? No, I'm, I don't have okay. a problem with How it. How old are you? I'm 54. Okay, you're not that. I'm 10 years. <laughs> you're 10 years older. So I just have a question. Like, Do mm-hmm. you think that, okay, so I have my dad and my uncles. I just feel like I watch them and their women. Mm-hmm. I feel like men are totally different. Yeah. Like the standards, like taking care of your household. I just feel like a lot of that has to do with, uh, that was my sass. Okay. I think a lot of that has to do with how men are raised. Okay. Um, like when I came to my church and that's how much time we have left. Yes. When when I came, when I came to my church, um, you know, 
the women were walking up and down the stairs by themselves, and I would say, "Stop, please." Yeah, see, that's and what I'm talking about. And then I would say, yeah. "Brothers, one of y'all help them down." And yeah. The women were like, "Amen." <laughs> <laughs> but where I come from and how I was raised, I still open the door for a woman. I still put her in the car and close the door. Well, you give us hope. Yeah. You let us realize that there are some good <laughs> men out there. All so. right, Bishop. As we uh, wind down our show, is mm -hmm. there anything you want to say? Any way that you want people to contact you? Um, anything. Anything you want to say? It's your time to shine. Go ahead and say it. Bishop G. Emerson Scott.com is my website, and everything there is to see is there. Uh, to contact, date, uh, make appointments, any of those kind of things, you can do it on my website, bishopgemersonscott.com. Did you say date? I said date, oh, as oh, in oh, scheduling okay. appointments. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> Bishop is not playing out here. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, Bishop, we want to thank you so much sure. for coming. We didn't think that our no, first guest in the really studio good. was going to be a bishop. Yeah, um, you all were not that hard on me either. No, nah. we told you. So anybody watching on social media, thank you. But we also want to remind you to watch us live on YouTube. You can either, if you're watching from the Chit Chat page, click the link in the bio and click on YouTube which will take you directly to watching us live. Um, you can also go to YouTube.com in the search bar, put the Chit Chat live so that you can watch us live every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you miss parts of the show, don't worry. The replay will be up and live on YouTube or on any of your major podcast streaming platforms. If you want to promote your product, business, or service, um, on our show, please email us at the chit chat live at yahoo.com. But until next week, we will see you then. And thanks for tuning in. Bye, chit chatters. I sent everyone on Facebook the link to our YouTube. So make sure you share, like, and subscribe. Okay, so. Wait. And we want to take a picture with you, if you don't mind. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Thank you so much. Did you enjoy it? It was amazing. I did. So I was going to tell you, since you, you oh, 